We back with more Kevin. The Saga of the Delhi Dumbass. Story by Frederick underscore Denning. For the past couple of years, I've been working at a local supermarket. Not a high-paying job, but I'm not too worried about money at the moment. After finishing my senior year of high school, being 18, I was given the opportunity to work in the deli. Overall, it was a change of pace and meant better pay, so I jumped at the opportunity. My first week went well. I joined up at the same time as another guy who was also pretty good at the job. Then, one week into the job, another employee joined up. Kevin was an interesting guy right from the start. On day one of the job, he was half an hour late getting back from his 15-minute break because he needed to finish his cigarettes. Not much of a big deal, but it was annoying. Things went downhill from there. For three months, I dealt with the guy. I was still very new and trying to learn the ropes, but working with him made me look like a seasoned veteran of the culinary arts. The complete list of his stupid actions that I can offer up. Overflowed the sinks on a daily basis, Kevin was put on dish duty on multiple occasions. Every time, it went down the same way. He turned the sinks on and watched them fill up. Nothing else. He didn't run dishes under the flowing water, he just sat there staring at them. This increased focus didn't help him either because every time, he filled those sinks half a centimeter below capacity and then threw in a big pile of dishes, pushing the water past the limit. Ruined the rotisserie oven mitts, Kevin also hated putting his hands in the water after he filled the sink. Reaching to the bottom to pull the plug was something he just couldn't do. This was an understandable situation. I don't like doing that either. We had a pair of rubber gloves by the sink for anybody that felt this way. Kevin preferred to grab the oven mitts for the rotisserie. These oven mitts were thick rubber gloves with foam inside. Because the sink was so overflowed, however, when he did, he soaked the gloves inside and out. The foam doesn't dry quickly. This also became a repeat occurrence too, so we had to resort to hiding them in the bakery section of the store. This didn't stop him from looking for them every time he overflowed the sinks. Dark Web Deli, Kevin also worked really slowly. Seriously, the guy took 40 minutes to do a 5-minute job. Flipping meat is simple. Pull the tray, put lunch meat on the new tray, and put it back in the case. Repeat 7 more times. He realized that he wasn't good at it, so he chose to look up better meat flipping tactics on the internet, and when that failed, he chose to look for, and I am not shitting you, forbidden tactics off the dark web. As I said earlier, there is one tactic. Pull the tray, put the meat on the new tray, and put the tray in the case. But if he wants to look up criminal deli tactics, who am I to stop him? Minor incidents. Offered to tape my tortilla wraps back together after I cut them and have to fit in the container. Took 5 hours to cut a small bag of broccoli. Still, didn't cut it small enough. Didn't give up the search for the rotisserie oven mitts. Even after 2 months of trying. Didn't close a big bag of shredded cheese, which basically ruined the entire bag. Also, he didn't label whatever meat or cheese he cut properly, so that had to get thrown out too. Whenever we asked him to speed up his work a little bit, he got defensive. After one of his 5-hour sessions cutting broccoli got to be too much for our cook in the back, he asked Kevin to speed up a bit. Kevin proceeded to walk into the back and for 15 minutes straight, just kept on asking, how do I work faster, huh? How do I work faster, huh? Dumped chicken grease down the sink on two occasions. This is pretty much when everybody gave up hope on the guy. For anybody who doesn't know, chicken grease turns into jelly when left out. Imagine what that does when it is left in a pipe. Despite all of these incidents, he claimed to have been a professional, working deli for over 10 years. He also claimed he had nothing wrong with him in the head. Towards the end of his time with us, came the hot case incident. Kevin was dishing out food to some customers from the hot case, but rather than grab metal silverware from the drawer next to it, 
He grabbed a plastic spoon from the back that we would normally use in the cold case. Our cook asked him a rhetorical question, what happens when you put plastic in the hot case? Kevin, in a moment of Kevin intelligence, revealed that he didn't know. He spent 30 minutes trying to guess, however. Good on you Kevin. Show them that intelligence. The next day, I wasn't working, but I wish to God that I was. Kevin revealed that he had done research into what happens when you put plastic in the hot case. Somehow, his research brought him to one conclusion, plastic, when left in a hot case for too long, turns to metal. This wasn't just a throwaway comment. He kept this going. He and our cook went back and forth in this conversation, which quickly led to an argument, and eventually, the two had to be separated because everybody else working the deli that day was almost certain that the two were going to throw hands. We still can't figure out what led him to think that heating plastic would turn it to metal, but at this point, this part of the story gives us so many laughs, that we just don't care. Around the end of the summer, I was just about to start college. I was one week away when I went in for another Kevin shift. Only this time, I found out that he had been a no-call slash no-show for three days straight. As a result, management considered it quitting and pulled his name off the schedule. That last week, working shifts without him, we got more done than if he had been working. In the end, Kevin faded away to a simple bad memory. Despite this, we all still laugh whenever somebody asks the question, what happens when you put plastic in the hot case? And wherever Kevin went next, I hope he's gotten a better handle on things and I thank him for giving me this story. The Rural Town Cafe Kevin. Story by Fit Indication 2787. So I'm a young woman, 17, and I work a job in a relatively new cafe in my small rural hometown in QLD House. It's a small job but I really do enjoy it, and my younger sister, 15, also works there as well. For a while, I had quit pursuing another job that paid a bit better, but it didn't end up working out as I absolutely hated it and I ended up returning to the cafe. Before I left, I'd worked at least 7-8 to eight months here, so it didn't take me very long to fit back in. All that was really different was the new storage room and a few new employees I hadn't met. Enter the Kevin. He was about 15-16, to 16, a young lad from my school whom I'd never really met before. My younger sister who never left said he was a piece of work, and I was yet to discover just what he was about. And seeing as we were short on older junior staff at that time, my boss, whom we'll call him, asked me to show him what to do and what not. Here we have the first instance. So an afternoon shift starts at about 3.15, meaning that I have to walk from school directly to the cafe which was never an issue for me given the weather was okay. M never made us change out of our school uniforms given it was only a cleanup shift and we didn't have to serve anyone. I show up on time, but there's no Kevin. I think okay, I'm sure he'll be here in a few minutes, I'll just start on dishes. The kid ended up being 20 minutes late and came in with an iced coffee and a chocolate bar. M scolded him for being late and he complained that he was hungry. Fine, I don't care, just as long as he helps me out here. I tell him that he can start sweeping out the kitchen, as I've already done all the dishes, and I'll vacuum. I told him that while he was at it, he could sanitize the kitchen too, which included cleaning out the dishwasher, wiping down benches, etc. I left to go vacuum out the empty restaurant while M was in her office in the storage room. Took me no more than 15 minutes, and when I came back into the kitchen Kevin was standing there on his phone like there weren't still things to do. I frustratedly told him to fill up the mop bucket, trying to keep my cool as it was almost past the time I usually end my shift, meaning I'd have to stay longer. While he did that, I went and brought all the tables and stuff in from the pavement, thankful that the Aussie hot weather hadn't kicked in because it was a tough job on its own. Once I'm done with that, I go back inside thinking that while I was doing that, he would have mopped the restaurant out. Again. He was sitting on his phone, only there was a full mop bucket at his side.
What the hell Kevin? I asked, trying to keep cool, I thought I told you to mop the restaurant no, you only told me to fill the bucket up, he said, irritated that he had to look away from his phone, you didn't tell me to mop that part was implied, I said through gritted teeth, it took everything to hold me back from calling I'm a fucking moron. He only huffed in annoyance as he pushed past me with the mop bucket and went into the restaurant. With my own huff of annoyance, I checked around the kitchen to make sure he'd sanitized everything. There weren't any problems until I noticed the fridge switches were off. The kid had accidentally switched them off while wiping them down, and if I hadn't found it we would have had to throw out a good heap of food. I made a note to myself to let M know about it so she could handle the situation and went out to the restaurant to see how he was going. This absolute moron had mopped himself into a corner and tracked his dirty shoes through his already shitty mop job. Honestly, I almost lost it at that point. Kevin, you can't just walk through the places you've already mopped, you're leaving footprints. How else am I supposed to get around to mopping? You mop from the front of the restaurant to the back, and then wait for it to dry. It's not a hard concept to grasp. Well, why don't you do it then? Because, Kevin, we were both rostered on for today. That means we're both working, genius. You don't have to be a cow op. At that point, I could feel the steam coming out of my ears. Without a thought, I stomped up to the kid and snatched the mop out of his hands, telling him to just go to the kitchen. He did without a word, and I mopped the restaurant myself. That day was only the start. Perhaps the worst case was a weekend day shift. Some poor customer was unfortunate enough to have Kevin serve them their meal. At the cafe, we have two chefs, A, the strict scary chef, and M.M., the fun nice chef. That day we had A. Since I was busy, I asked Kevin to serve, which he went and did. As he came back into the kitchen, I peeled through the door and saw there was a table that needed to be cleared, so I headed out. That's when I was stopped by this elderly woman, who called for me politely. Excuse me, she called. How can I help you, ma'am? I think someone in your kitchen touched my food, she said, pointing to it. I looked down into my horror, I saw a thumb-sized hole in her toasted sandwich. I'm so sorry ma'am, I apologized, do you know who served you? A young blonde boy. Of course. It was Kevin. I'll have your meal remade right away ma'am, I said, taking her plate and rushing back into the kitchen. I told A about the situation, and when I say he was mad, I mean he was really mad. He glared a hole through Kevin's head and then proceeded to scream at him, telling him that this meal was going to come out of his paycheck. While he screamed at Kevin, I watched as another junior, R, who was in my grade, timidly took the meal and made a new one based on it. Kevin wasn't allowed to serve food for the rest of the day and was stuck with clearing tables only as well as having to clean up the pavement by himself too. I have some more stories, but I'm too tired to write them RN, so if you're interested please tell me and I'll provide some more. Thank you smile. Edit. So this got a bit popular for it being my first post and it made me happy so here are a few more little tales. These will also include his Kavina sister I mentioned in the comments. Also, I thought I'd clarify this kid does know what he's supposed to be doing by this point, he's been in the job for at least 5-6 to six months during most of these stories and is just an absolute treat in the workplace. To begin, it was a somewhat normal day. The juniors typically do small jobs like dishes and cleaning, and that's what and Kevin were doing at that time. The system was that dishes get washed by hand, then put through the dishwasher, and then they get polished to put away. That day, we had M.M. as the chef and either M or A was always at the cafe considering they were a married couple and ran the cafe together. M was there that day. M.M. asked Kevin to go serve food and while he was at it cleared some tables, and because I needed the dish rack, I went on to polish the dishes myself. M comes into the kitchen and she stares down at the pile of plates next to me. Op, you see this? She asked picking up a plate. 
On it was a smudge of leftover food. This often happened when the chefs hurriedly threw plates and other things straight onto the dish rack and whoever was washing dishes didn't have time to wash them off properly. As a polisher's job it was their job to pick up on if any dishes weren't properly washed so they could be sent through the dishwasher again. The dish in my hands was the first dish I had picked up in that moment. This could kill someone. It could cause really bad food poisoning and put us at risk of being sued. I'm so sorry M, but this stack of dishes wasn't me, I reasoned, Kevin was polishing dishes until he had to go serve food. A wave of realization washed over her face, and she sighed, apologizing to me before going to give Kevin that same lecture. Coming back to the Aussie weather, that day was a horrid heat wave, being in the midst of summer. Kevin was still polishing and putting some dishes away, and I told him that once he was done he could come to help me clear the pavement. I went out in that 33 degree Celsius weather and carried all those tables into the shop's alleyway myself, and I literally felt like I was gonna pass out. Because there was no Kevin, I came back into the shop drenched head to toe in my own sweat, and of course, see Kevin leaning against the sink on his phone. Kevin, I exclaimed, mad as I grabbed a piece of paper towel and wiped my face off, why didn't you come to help me with the pavement? Oh, I thought you had it covered, he shrugged, not even looking up from his phone. M.M. looked at me like he was holding back laughter, as he always liked to make jokes about Kevin and his idiocracy. Before I could burst into all my anger, M.M. simply sent Kevin out to sanitize the tables in the restaurant while he told me to go sit in the aircon storage room to cool off, figuratively and literally. Now on to Kavina, she was a real cow. I got my first bad vibes from her when she ignored me when I first met her and said hi. I knew she heard me, she flashed her eyes at me for a split second and chose not to say anything. I was irritated but didn't bother again. I'm a young woman with three facial piercings, septum, nostril, labrit, note that my work has no problems with it, and M knows me for being really into heavy metal, etc. Kavina started calling me emo girl because of not only my style but my negative attitude toward her. She thought I had this attitude toward everyone, but it was very much just for her. No matter how many times I told her not to call me it, she'd always order me around by first calling out hey emo girl. Every time she did, I was one step closer to shoving my head in the dishwasher and closing it hard on my neck. On a few occasions, she'd cry after I asked her to do the dishes, because I broke my nail and the hot water hurts it or I'm not feeling well. Like I'm not talking a few tears, I'm talking full-on sobbing. And because I tend to get uncomfortable when people around me that I barely know cry, BCM neurodivergent, I simply go along with it and let her do whatever job she wants, which is usually the basics. She feels the need to try and insert herself into every conversation I have with the senior workers, especially our joke conversations, for example. A, oh yeah, everything on the internet is 100% true. Op, yeah like the earth is flat. A, yeah and the sun isn't real and neither is Australia. Op, oh true we're all just paid actors. Kavina, you know he's joking right, op? We both look at her absolutely perplexed. Op, ah. Uh, yeah. I know. So was I. She always felt the need to be the favorite, at the top, the goody two-shoes, but really she was no one's favorite. Anyways, that's all I can think of right now, if I think of anything else or if anything else new happens I'll let you guys know, but for now, ciao. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.